0: If you're in the if you're in the in, in the in the practice of kind of like haphazardly upgrading uh, which which i think a lot of us do
1: powerful new technology cloud migration fully integrated system
2: hcx and today we're delighted to announce Welcome to the HDX Majors Podcast, episode 11 for Friday, January 14th, 2022. Happy New
3: Year, everybody. Live from Indiana, I'm Britton Johnson. And coming in a little bit colder than usual, but slightly warming up, Kofi from Canada. And from Colorado, I'm Andy Belts.
4: From California, this is President
2: Paul. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's uh, a new year same show but you know we're we're trying to branch out into more territories here um it's been like I, 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 okay it's, i feel like it's it's only been like two weeks into the new year but i feel like it's already been like six months is anybody else along tracking along with this
3: yeah i remember yes. the yeah. first day back at work i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> you know what i mean i was like i'm going to meetings but like i don't know how i'm going to help you <laughs> that, i don't
2: that coming off of that like last week of the year shutdown thing is it the, the struggle is real but coming off of that i think it's tough
1: yeah. I was noticing some people still have you know christmas lights up and we're out and i was like oh that's interesting they haven't taken them down but i was like well, that was like two weeks ago, but it feels like, like you said, it feels like Christmas was months ago. At this
2: point, It's just, yeah. br- it's just brutal. And like, I don't know, I, I like our family, we all skated through the holidays and nobody got sick, you knock on wood. And, you know, we've, we've made it like, but everybody else that I know is like, oh, you know, every, every, work call I get on, oh yeah, everybody's sick. So I'm just like, well, we, we missed it. So that's good. But yeah, you guys
3: also, oh. okay. I don't know. Yeah surviving yeah. it's it's there gabe, but gabe, uh
0: gabe is here gabe how you do how you feeling hey, buddy hey, hey how's it going from texas gabe <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i'm i'm good i'm good i'm happy to be on again um yeah welcome know, back making it i was i was sick so right. yeah you know, we're hopefully that won't affect today
2: no nah, yeah we'll, well we'll we will power through one way or another that's just you know <laughs> we're, we're we'll, we'll get there Slowly but surely. If I, if I can do the show with COVID, you can do the show post-COVID.
4: So <laughs> <laughs> If Santa Claus didn't hit your, hit your house with Omicron. No, no. <laughs> Omicron, That's <is
2: assembled. laughs> <laughs> a little sound effect I picked up about Omicron. But anyways, let's try to get through this as quickly as we can here because I feel time pressure on this one because I know we've got a lot to get through. Gabe, we we brought you in specifically because you're our update guy. So whenever HDX goes through an update, I try to go right to the source. And for VMware, you are the HDX source, so no pressure. But (laughs) um, this is uh, this is four point three came out when.
0: Uh, So four point three came out. um, It was actually mid-December. So I know most uh, uh, teams and, and companies and places were, were out. So we, um, we kind of had, had a, a delayed communication for it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, mid-December. So okay. it's, it's our end of the year release.
2: And it's listed as a minor release, is that correct? It is. Okay. It is, it is. What, so for the un-understanding, uh, the, the, the un, un that's not the right word, but I can't think of the right word, um, the uninitiated, <laughs> What what determines the difference between a major release and a minor release in, in software development? Does anybody know? sure this? sure sure? All
0: right. uh, well, I mean, I, I can tell you uh, why it's a, why it's a minor release for, for us. You know, in the case of ACX. Uh, so for for the ACX team, actually, it's in, in most of our teams, you know, we operate fairly similarly. But um, so in a minor release, uh, you're you're going to get uh, new functionality, um, but you're not going to have um, API breaking changes, uh-huh, right? Okay. So, so uh, you know, if 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 we're you know massively changing the way, like, like for example, in this in this latest release, there there was some some uh, under the covers kind of gutting uh, at a database level, right? So we we did some changes that that uh, that, that affected the internals of the platform. Um, but that was eligible for a minor release because the uh, the user facing APIs and the workflows didn't change uh, because of that you know uh, that software update. So um, that that's what it is. So so when, whenever whenever uh, um, like a family of features is is, is getting a significant uh, is transitioning. Oh, so, so we, you know we have trans, you know we have significant features, but but you know whenever you have a a some something drastically new and you have uh, new you know maybe APIs that, that you previously used are no longer present, That, that that's going to be a, a major okay. release. Yep. Hopefully that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Let's kind of run through sort of the beginning of the list here. Um, so network extension service enhancements right off the top. Um, network extension high availability is available. So I know before... You know, we were always able to, you know, stand up and stretch your layer two network between things, and yes. there was, um, there was kind of some performance things around that that we could do. And now, are we calling this a true highly available solution now, or are we deploying multiple, um, you know, appliances to make that happen? How was the redundancy built in to make
0: yeah, it? Happen? Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can kind of walk you through through the history, right? So, so um, if you kind of uh, not fast, what, what, do you call, what do you call it whenever you go back? Like, fast back if you fast backward to uh,
2: <laughs> rewind to, a little
0: bit yeah, to, to, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you rewind down to uh, uh like release three, so be, before ACX 4.0, you know, we, we have a um, it, it, since that point in time, you know, we've had this this kind of um, traditional like the, the classic network extension for ACX is, is these single nodes uh, that you deploy uh, fairly easily, and you know, you have it, you already have you know, your easy one click, one click a uh, right-click operation for extending so it's, it's an easy uh, uh operation that people have but it's but it's a single it's a single appliance right a single appliance um with a, with a minimal level of, of of resiliency in the fact that you can do uh, like multiple uplinks on it right so this is kind of like the extent of, of of how you're able to add resiliency to it um at, at that point in time acx was was really relying on. On, on the underlying infrastructure to provide uh, uh, resiliency capabilities, like uh, like the cluster high availability, uh, would be able to detect when when this node, um, you know, is no longer uh, active, and and kind of trigger, uh, you know, uh, the hypervisor to to restart the appliance, you know, based on um, you know uh, the the activity of the VM, right? So so did you have to you have to really rely on kind of infrastructure level stuff to to ensure the uptime uh what, what we did back then for resiliency was you know we we built an appliance that that was a fast boot appliance so it was like really like within 30 seconds it's back online and and, and making connections to to reestablish the link so so you know it was it was not great um, I, so so that, that was the, that's the kind of initial uh, starting point for for our resilient story and, and that's that's how it was for you know th- three years before that right they hadn't mm-hmm. changed much um so so one, once we uh once we're wrapping up with a uh, um with ACX, uh, three, uh, five, we added, um, uh, application, uh, APR, APR. So, so app- appliance path resiliency to the appliances, one of the, uh, traffic engineering features uh, mm-hmm. for ACX. So, so what this, what this feature, uh, did is, is it gives, it gave the single appliances, a way to, um, to a- achieve some, some, some additional network path resiliency, uh, Even in cases where, like, um, the deployment has a single ISP or a single network path um, connecting the two sites, right? So, so let's say you know you have let's say you're 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 using ACX to migrate to uh, to a public cloud, and you know you have connections over over the internet uh, or you know over a single direct connect or or private connect um, offering. So in in that case, you know, you have a single path, and if that path goes down, you know, you're you're kind of you know, or, or if something in, in that underlying network becomes uh, degraded, you're down, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's so we had customers that you know that were struggling to to find that you know to work with providers that had black hole paths, right? So so with this APR feature, uh, allowed the appliance with a single NIC to sprawl out eight eight tunnels and and track and the these are the, the foo tunnels, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, so for from the from the perspective of like you know, site to site firewalls, it looks the same, right? So it's the same IP at the source making connections to the same IP at the destination, but now we use some some uh, uh, some source port logic to to uh, you know to achieve different paths in in the uh, in the underlying network. So that was that was the uh, at the end of uh, ACX three five that that was our first kind of resiliency addition. Um, so so that 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 was to help customers that didn't have multiple physical paths or multiple isps between the sites all right so so then you fast forward into the new uh, new version so yeah acx4 um in acx4 um uh, at that point in time you know ha- having a highly available service was already a huge priority um uh, but it was just so so we were going to build it in a way that made sense for for multi site deployments right so so in in a traditional hA what happens is is you have you have two nodes that are aware of each other or two or more, depending on the HA type. Uh, and, and, uh, and you know, based on a node going down, another node becomes active and, and does stuff. So, so that's kind of like the typical uh, scenario, right? But, but in the case of ACX, you no, know, we have, it's not a single node. We have, we're coordinated peer appliances across sites. So, 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 so it's, it's the, the scope is wider. Um, and the, uh, we know from experience that the potential for, you um, for split brain and the the scope of impact is is very large, right? So so for for site to site services, so so we wanted to build a feature uh, um, from from the ground up that that, that was that was uh, that took care of our particular scenario in the way that traditional HA didn't. Uh, so we started building then. Uh, as we were building for HA, we we completed part of the work first, and and that that's where you saw uh, the network extension. ISSU—that's like in-service uh, uh, system updates. So in-service system updates allowed our customers. So he, he, even from four um, they were able to, to uh, make the choice to use ISSU to um, to perform upgrades. And what what ISSU did is is, is um is it, it, it used uh, existing uh, IP pools to to fully configure uh, an appliance. Um, connected using new IP addresses fully established the the, uh, the external tunnels so that the transport is 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 fully online the, both sites are connected traffic is a is, is, uh, can flow and and only at that point we do we transition the um, the, the the bridging VnX for these extension um, services right so so it's different from before so so if without isSU uh, what we were doing is, is is we were building an appliance with the same IP addresses same networks fully disconnected. Uh, and then at some point you swap them, right? So so the, this 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 new one comes online and it has to reestablish tunnel. So that 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 activity you know results in you know the thirty to sixty seconds of downtime, and then the the, the VMs behind it you know the, their their traffic is disrupted uh, maybe a minute or two. Um, so it, it was a more disruptive operation. So so ISSU uh, gave us a subsecond uh, a subsecond option for upgrades, right? But that that was so upgrades some of our customers historically have told us like hey you know you uh, your team upgrades a ton <laughs> you know you have a lot of updates and, and it's it difficult to apply these updates to especially to network extension because you know that, that impacts our vm to vm traffic so so with, with with 4.0 we you know we, we uh we added the option to have hit list upgrades right okay so, so now, now with um now with 4.3 We've added uh, the full-fledged um, high availability uh, to the to the service, and, and and what HA gives is is it gives us um, appliance level um, failure tolerance um, uh, in ACX, right? So, so uh, well, what this means is is if you know you have you have your your uh, uh, like the notion of you know our appliances kind of changes a little bit. You you you, you take appliances and you group them, right? So 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 instead of it's just having a, a single a uh, set of peers performing the function. You know, you you'll it'll say, okay, well, this appliance is going to have HA enabled. It'll grab some other available um, uh, node in both sides, and and add them to the group, right? So so once you add them to the group, uh, one of the appliances is, is becomes the active for the group, and the other one becomes the standby. Uh, but they always work in conjunction across the sites, right? So um, what, what what that means is like, let's say you have uh, you have a failure. Um, in in your in your source data center or in your cloud where you're migrating to, uh, when whenever you have a, a failure detection, um, and I'll tell you exactly what, like, what that what that means in for this feature. But so whenever you have a failure detection, your your, your stand both of your standbys, which are already tunneling and they're already so, so they they have active tunnels. They have they actually know the the um, the extension configurations as well. They just have a a bridge neck on standby. So as soon as there's a failure, we come up and it is. It's fast, you know. The thing is, so 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 we we uh, we have these appliances heartbeating uh, at about a half second interval, and 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 as soon as as soon as three heartbeats are, are missed, um, you know, we declare the uh, uh, you know, we start the process. We kick off the process. We we the, we declare the failure, and, and the the standbys take over, and, and and there's no preemption, right? So so to to reduce the uh, the cases of like, you know. Active standby. The actives will, will will not be coming back online until until you know you if, unless you manually you know set it back to where how it was. Uh, so it's 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 a real quick operation. It's really cool. Um, I, I think it's something to uh, um, uh, something to know, I guess, for the for the the architects or or, or technical folks designing with this, you know for this new feature is, is that you know we we. Uh, we uh, we make a distinction between a node failure and and the um, and the and the network uplink path failure. Mm-hmm. So you still want to design the appliance to have uh, like either application path resiliency or or multi uplink so that you have redundancy between the sites. Because um, if if your if your if your connection between the sites is is severed, um, you both of the appliances are still probably able to reach their peers using another interface. So so. Some to consider right so so the, the 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 no failure is is uh is is required for the process to kick in but that's what it is so, so now we have we were able to t- fully tolerate a failure and and in the case of an unplanned event and and return to service you know within a second and a half if you just you see it in action it's pretty pretty cool
2: it, it sounds ridiculous and so uh I'm, I'm a fan of that does anybody have any questions here before i jump in because i feel like I, i've been talking I, a lot
1: I have a c- couple of questions. So, yeah. um, just to kind of it, like I like uh, Britain said, it does sound like a lot of things happening. But just to kind of take some simple pieces out of it, just for everyone's edification, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the peer appliances looking out to, and I think I'm using your words to grab another appliance and kind of peer up with them and group or group with them, right? So, yeah. does it? Are you deploying two OVAs on both sides at this point, or does it grab another type of appliance, like this is the uh, network extension appliance, does it grab like um, a different type, like the WAN optimizer appliance and use part of it's just overall, okay. So
0: oh, yeah, what did I what did I miss there? Yep, yep. So so I I, I mean just for like first of all to, to to clarify on the on the OVA aspect of it. So the, for the OVA, uh, you only have a single OVA in both sides. So you have a um, the manager. Your manager sure. uses an OVA, and then the rest is is uh, deployed from within that appliance, um, with like using the, the the compute profiles and the catalogs and stuff. So so for network extension, um, when whenever you enable the service, um, part of the configuration for for the service mesh is is h- how many nodes. Is this service mesh going to have like as, as an example? Let's say you have you know your on-prem data center has a distributed switch, and your your destination you know has uh, a single transport zone for the overlay networking, right? So, so in 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 the context of of um of each switch, so so appliances will be designated in some count. In the context of those network containers, right? network container meaning your your switch or your overlay zone or w- whatever that is, right? Um, the configuration the configuration uh, defaults to a, a single appliance. Um, when when you're using HA, that's the that's the number that gets taken into account for what you need to have, right? So so if you have um, if you have two distributed switches and in, in a particular site and you enable a network extension, um, you're going to have at least one appliance per per switch.
1: Got it. Right? Okay, yeah. And, so and basically, then, it's then, yeah. it's how you you set it up originally. I was just making sure there wasn't like it, it, um, it is so so extra you know, things that were coming along with it. That
0: yeah, it, there's a little bit of a sort of a chicken and egg workflow where where whenever you're deploying, whenever you're configuring your your services for the first time, you don't have awareness of AJ, right? So so you may just have a single appliance. Um, whenever you go to to uh, uh, to enable it, uh, there's actually a shortcut back to the the place that lets you change that count easily. So
1: it's Um, Okay, yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. And then last question would be um, the net benefit to this, and not to make it too simple, but really this for high availability with a network extension, things that this will now enable would be, um, and maybe this is other stuff, but also um, is it simply just allowing migrations that were in flight to continue to go? Or is this only... um, dealing with things that have already migrated um, that have that network extended that are still trying to talk back to the original site so
0: so what what we what we've heard from from our, our customers uh, first of all there's there's a, a a certain class of customer who's not even able to consider using the service because there's no H a available right so so a, a lot of them up front like hey you know we we, we we like we like how it how it works because it's easy to use but you know it needs to be highly available. Yeah to note failure. So, like, so, like so it, a lot of it, my healthcare customers. It, it, yeah. It checks off that box right off the bat. Right. So, so I think if, if uh, um, it, it puts, it puts a mechanism, <clears throat> um, uh, directly in HCX for performing that up, uh, that function. Um, so I, I think from a use case perspective, um, uh, what, what I, what I hear a lot of is, 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 is for the customers that you know that, that are that are familiar with ACX and I mean they, they know it's a stable service and, and, and for, for the ones that, that are able to work with not having uh, uh, that were able to work with not having HA uh, uh, they, they may have to justify um, their migration scenario as a short-term connectivity kind of a, a, a deal where, where, uh, where a customer would say, okay well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to extend network X, vacate it, and unextended so so they're like uh, maybe it becomes a rush project because they they want to uh, yep. immediately unextend and kind of like reduce that risk again right uh, and so so yep. n- now with it, so we have we have scenarios where uh, maybe the vm inventory count is so high that you know it's not it's not feasible to to do it fast and then you have scenarios where where um or uh, maybe maybe some some virtual machines or, or you know physical infrastructure can be migrated. So, so you have to have a connection back to it. Yep. Um, so those those cases can now be considered. Uh, I mean, they could be considered before, but now it's. It, I think the customers can feel better about doing it.
1: with. with Makes sense. Place. Yeah. Thanks for going deeper into that. Um, sure. Cool.
4: So let me pile on to there because I sometimes I just need to understand things in my own. Uh, words So by default, when you extend uh, and, you know, use network extension, the default is going to be one OBA or one appliance, excuse me, on each side. And once that's deployed, you can choose to make it HA. When you make it HA, a second uh, With, yeah. appliance is deployed on both sides and, th- and those two are chained. To each yes. other's heartbeat. standards. Yes. So 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 whenever
0: whenever you go enable the feature, so you have this HA configuration uh, UI. Actually, I have a blog up about it. it has the screens. I have a recording in there. You can check it out. But um, so the the way the way it'll work is is uh is like let's just say you have your single appliance and you make you make no changes, right? When whenever you go to the uh, <clears throat> uh to the interface and you go select that appliance, uh, there's a new button that's there that says, "Hey, activate HA." Um, uh, so if 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 you don't have more than one appliance for that particular switch, uh, it'll tell you upfront like, hey, there, there's there's not enough eligible appliances to enable HA, and it'll give you a link to wh- exactly where you, you can add more. So that's that's how it works, right? And, and if you do have enough. Um, uh, appliances it, you know it, it obviously it lights up the continue button and you can enable HA, and it, it that, that's when it'll go through the process of of pairing them um it's kind of cool so once they're paired uh the the individual appliances can no longer be selected for an extension you can only pick the group so it, it, it changes the ui a little bit uh referencing the uh the HA group so that's that's different
4: Interesting. So you said that if we had more than one, and truly we would only have more than one if the client had selected, uh, maybe via their architect, uh, for to deploy more than one network extension for whatever reason, isolating yeah. uh, particular VLANs, different. Uh, distributed switches, and or trying to segment that traffic. So are you saying that if we turn on HA and we have already two network extension appliances, that the second they can actually back each other up? Yes.
0: Yeah. So okay. So so let, let's just just to be to be fully accurate, right? So so uh, HA in 4.3 early access is is for greenfield configuration, right? So just just to clarify that aspect first. So if you, if you have an appliance that that's, that has extensions running through it, that that can't be added to an HA group. You have to have new appliances to pair up, and then you can select those for an extension. So that's how it is at the moment. Just so just to be perfectly uh, uh, transparent about the way the way it works right now. So it's, it's what's most what's most likely um, uh, in the case of a, a, a customer who's already deployed ACX. They, and like, let's say they haven't worked with, the, with an architect to to pre consider the scale and pre deploy appliances. They'll probably be going back to their service mesh and, and upping the count to get the new appliances
4: interesting okay or they can remove the current one and create an HA group a new correct correct
0: correct correct
4: correct. there you go cool
0: and that's that's the uh well so that that's you know that that more or less uh britain covers that that's HA. um,
2: and and that's like so that's that feels to me like the biggest addition to this is that correct
0: yes that's the uh the sort of marquee feature for
2: for three and francis you i'm glad you asked the default question because that was kind of what i was rolling around in my head is like does this happen by default um and if you if so then the next follow-up question for me would be is if you have to enable this then can you of course disable it if is no longer a requirement on something without having to redeploy everything
0: you can you can so w- when you when you dis- when you disable ha uh, it actually unbundles the appliances and they both become just individual forwarding nodes that can be used for single node appliances. So, so the, you know, and I, I think one one uh, on the software side, one one aspect of design that, that was considered was was having sort of this real global button that says "Hey, enable HA for for everything," right? Um, but then we you know we we understand that it's it's a, it's a little bit of a different model in the sense that um, you know uh, our customers haven't really thought in the in the in the context of like deploying in multiples of two for for all of their services so you know obviously that changes resource consumption ip consumption and so there's there some some uh, I guess, so some new design uh yeah, considerations yeah,
2: things to think yeah. about yeah that's good yep S- system database conversion this seems kind of like a semantics thing but because as far like like all like the vSphere stuff is all on postgres did sql now is there has that they, 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 they it, it,
0: it this is something that happened um Across the board, I, I believe this this had to do with um, with the with a change uh, in in the way um, in the rules around how 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 um, Mongo and in our case it was MongoDB, you know, okay. in the case of Mongo, and so how how that database is used uh, and the information that has to be shared when you're using it. So some of those some of those specifics uh, changed. So so we had uh, a requirement across VMware to transition away from from mongo okay so that happened actually very very urgently so that's <laughs> it, it, this doesn't impact um uh, customer workflows uh so it, it you know it impacts the platform right it's, it's, it's a huge change to go from one database to another and a ton of work uh that ha- you know for us to to um uh to get there but uh this ha- having this change kind of allows us to to uh to continue patching and keeping the the appliances secure mm-hmm. um, but it should be transparent uh yeah, no
2: operational impact to anybody that's deployed anything yeah
0: correct correct correct
2: okay.
0: I, I think probably the, the the biggest consideration uh i guess maybe maybe indirectly is is that that it is a conversion that's happening uh on the acx nodes and the manager appliances um so i think if 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 i guess you know if 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 the person listening is you know if, if you're in the if you're in the in, in the in the practice of kind of like haphazardly upgrading uh, which which i think a lot of us do <laughs> may, maybe this is a good no. one to like hey let, let's let's well no you know <laughs> just to be totally to be totally frank uh, you know you, you're it's friday you're, at
2: 4 30 i think i'm gonna upgrade <laughs> some infrastructure today <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah so so i, I think you know like but yeah, you know, do do it with care, as, as I would say. I, you know, we obviously did, we tested this very thoroughly, um, but but it's a big change
3: under the covers. <laughs> All
2: right. K- Kofi, you're being really quiet.
3: Right. Well, most of my questions were answered. I had a I, I had a bunch that were were, were related to the. uh the HA piece, but I mean, it, it's all been answered on, on that side, which is actually really good. The the only thing I would say with the upgrade of the, the data, uh, the database, I mean, obviously, uh, is there a recommended upgrade path? Like, should you be like N-1 uh, or like, have you gone back any further just in case we have some customers <laughs> that haven't upgraded? Like, is there you know, something so, that's recommended?
0: So so I guess it's kind of a, a good time to point out that, uh, that ACX 4.0, 4.0 is actually uh, nearing end of support. So, so uh acx 4.0 is is uh, within the allowed upgrade i mean not allowed but you know the, the interoperable upgrade path uh for to go from so, so you, you can go from for any version of 4 to 4.3 uh but this is a good opportunity to to uh uh to get if you're running if you're not running any of the other minor releases it's a good opportunity to to get some new features you know including ha okay. um and then be back in and, and well within support good good. 043. yes
2: good it's always good to keep up on the uh, what's uh falling out of support especially as NSX for vSphere sunsets officially on Sunday and sad, oh. sad sirens were set off all over the world so
4: it's amazing in this environment where we're at these days these dates they seem to come and go so and uh, you have not even noticed yeah yeah
2: I mean i I I I built my you know wh- what I have for a career on NSX for vSphere, so it's really sad for me to like see that. Yeah, thing. like I want to stand. <laughs> up if, if I had a trumpet and I knew how to play it, I would stand out on my porch on Sunday and play Taps for NSX for yeah. vSphere. If
4: you I, know, I, I, events headquarters should should have a funeral. <laughs>
1: i'm surprised you don't have the uh that queued up on one of your sound effects i really
2: should (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll do it in post yeah okay (laughs) um all right so it's on speaking of that then so the next thing interoperability with that with the next greatest released nsxt 3.2 um, you know, um, b- before we uh, stop talking about NSXv, uh, uh, Bryn. So, so,
0: so what that means for ACX—the so sunset, the sunsetting of NSXv—is—is—is that is, is customers that that are using you know um, ACX as as a means to onboard their their cloud or their their new infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they should not be building um, an ACX cloud infrastructure using NSXV that's kind right. of a given yeah. um, but, if, but for the for the customers that, that are looking to evacuate mm-hmm. um, environments so so you're going uh, to leave an infrastructure to adopt something that's nSXt based um, for that scenario we, we we ACX is able to work with NSxV since after the sunset is still going to be within technical guidance mm-hmm. so technically uh, you can still have it for um, a source side with a connector until that end of technical guidance date, but, but, but BNS support, like just ended, it's a good time to get those projects rolling. Yeah.
2: hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, we could we move some, and then moving into the future. three dot 32 is, you know, the big, the big fancy thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, we, won't even try to talk about it that here. That's a, that's another podcast that I don't have time to run.
0: Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, so for, for 3.2, um, uh, from from our point of view um, we we um, you know some things changed there obviously there's new features uh, but from an ACX point of view we we've just revalidated all of our workflows um, and actually there there was some 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 change uh, speaking of API change there was there was some change that, that we had to navigate um, for for 3.2, but it is interoperable so okay. so if you're building a cloud with 3.2, uh, you can use ACX to uh, uh, with that environment okay so it works cool.
3: Uh, I, I did have a question, though. I mean, I think it maybe dovetails into the second part of this, and it was really, and that was, I had a few customers who do use the, the operations management pack, like, through the, um, either the STDC portion. So with the addition, with the addition of the HA pieces, like, is, um, is there just a visual, you know, changes? Obviously, as we look through this, I mean, what, what are the big uh, upgrade components for the management pack? So so I, I don't have a lot of uh information on, on the ma- actually
0: if, if you if you look closely at the release mm-hmm. notes, it it'll, it says quite the opposite. It says, hey, four three yeah. does not work with the management pack. Okay. <laughs> <So> it's like <laughs> like, right like it's actually a negative note, <laughs> right the, yeah. incompatible. oh yeah. yeah. Incompat- it is incompatible, but there there is now now there is a um and, and just finished, you know, we have a, a management pack, uh, I believe it's five three. That that mm-hmm. it is only compatible with ACX 4.3. So so the the right. uh, the, uh, the latest management pack that you'll find for for ACX mm-hmm. requires for yeah. you to be running 4.3 three or or the other way right. around. If you have, well, I want right. to see okay.
4: this. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. So we'll have to talk about uh contents of the pack some other time, I, nah, I haven't been playing. Yeah, have
4: a lab around it. <laughs> we,
0: should. <laughs> we should. We should. Awesome. We should.
4: We cool. absolutely should. <laughs> so, those um, that are listening, I
2: guess. Uh, <laughs> everybody else's favorite thing: uh, OS assisted migration enhancements. I'm, I'm, just, I'm a big fan of this. I see we have new operating systems coming on board. That's always welcome, especially Server 2019. Uh, I think that's been a long time ask from customers. Yes, 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 um,
0: yes. And I mean, I really. That's that's pretty much a, that's a self-explanatory addition. So it, yeah. the the service is still runs the same. Uh, we just uh, finished the work to qualify those. uh those additional operators. And then I just qualify. We actually made code change to to be able to migrate those kinds of uh, virtual machines. So,
2: And then I think the, uh, not to put you on the spot, Gabe, but I think the next biggest ask from OSAM as is, is a supported source would be a public cloud uh, ho- hosted operating
1: system.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're putting me on the spot, man. I <laughs> can either... Uh... Confirmed or deny what yeah. we're
3: working on. All right. No. All right. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure that was in our last was that not in our last one where it we're just like our been. wish list. Yeah, our wish been. our wish list for the new year. I mean, it'd be a nice gift. Noted. Noted. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um
3: let's see.
2: Uh user interface enhancements. Kinda of some basic stuff here. I don't you know. Removing the 15 character host name limit for Windows virtual machines—that's a, that's a plus.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a, f- a funny one. We, you know, so the, that that that's a limitation that has existed on the Microsoft side for a long time. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know how it happened, but we actually took in the limit and, and enforced it ourselves, which is, <laughs> which is a little bit of a strange way to have gone. Uh, but we we've uh, we've removed that that restriction on our end. Okay. So as long as uh, uh the microsoft os allows you to go longer and you understand the the implications against your you know domain controllers and that infrastructure then you run your you know you're free to do what you, you know test test it out and
2: go at it <laughs> okay uh, let's see and then i think the last big piece here is going to be the power cli improvements um i uh, I haven't ever played with the Power CLI components for Hcx, so I don't know how much this gets used. But I know one of my customers used it heavily during their migration. Um, so, is there? You
0: know, yeah. So I, nice I note here. I, I think just just the, the key key thing I, I would say is is. Um, as it relates to PowerCLI, is, is 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 use the latest PowerCLI uh, module. So 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 if if you can't use the latest, I think the 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 minimum one you want to be using is is twelve three uh, for anything ACX. Uh, and I think uh, yeah, between twelve three that covers um, um, like most most of the latest stuff. There there's there still some gaps that, that we haven't addressed. Like I think we you you know you can't um, you can't do uh, guest OS customization type stuff and there it's like a gap that, that we're working on fixing. Um but but the but the core functionality is is there with 12.3. Uh, if you use anything older than 12.3, uh, I think there's some kind of bigger gaps that that, that are that will pop up. So okay. I would say that if you if you're if you're automating using Power Cli just grab 124 or the latest uh, it has the latest updates for the uh, module for ACX.
2: Perfect. Um, I think that's all we really got to cover. Anybody have any last questions?
1: Thanks, Gabe. Really informative. Appreciate it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Super, super awesome. Uh, with the um, you know obviously Brownfield and, and Greenfield guidance uh, for uh, the HA functionality, um, is there any other pre planning documentation you can point people to uh, other than the oh. existing documentation? uh well so the, there's something in the works i
0: don't, I don't want to uh, okay <laughs> uh, plug again, but, but no no so, so okay. you know if you if you uh, um i think earlier i was mentioning that that there's information on design. that's like my, my yep. own personal blog
2: i'll note that in the notes of the episode but it'll be your blog location so
0: yeah yeah so i, I actually yes yesterday I, I put a rough cut of, of um, an availability guide that uh that we're trying to get out the door. Um, so just for whoever follows that blog or, or listens here, they can go take a look at it and see what we're cooking on the uh, dock front. So that, that has awesome. that has just general guidance on, on how to achieve, you know, yep. best, best case availability
3: with ACX and with HA. And- yeah, because there, I think there's just some advanced scenarios I'm thinking of that people are going to want to, uh, you know, pre-planned for especially. Hey, you those. know,
0: if I, I'm actually asking for feedback on that uh, on that post, so hey, if you want to look at it, I, I'm more, more than happy <laughs> to
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
3: Yeah. laughs> There's a few. Well, it's interesting because you look at. I, I'm just. I'm, I'm interested in seeing in those type L, L type configurations, like you know, um, you know, on-prem to uh, either you know one or two regions, or basically yeah. two different cloud provider platforms, and how HA um, kind of fits into those scenarios, especially mm-hmm. for pre-planning as you start to look at those cloud migrations. So, so, looking forward to it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> so send be send the cool.
3: questions over, and if we can address them yeah.
0: somehow in that guide, I'll, I'll
3: am happy to add more. Information. Awesome, appreciate it. Or if you want to write something for there yeah, hey whatever I you want. So. I I I, I got to start writing more blogs too. So, uh, I am <laughs> with you
4: awesome. know you just got sold. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm always looking for uh, for help, man. Yeah, yeah always hiring. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Gabe, for the time. This is always informative and helpful, of course. And now you can tell Mo that he's, he's next in the docket to come back on the show. So All right, right, will do. <laughs> all right. It's thanks, Good guys. to see you, everyone. And, uh, I'll, uh, uh, thanks all, and have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you all later. Thanks for listening to the HDX Majors Podcast. Thanks to Gabe, Andy, Kofi, and Francis. If you're enjoying the show, please rate us on your podcast app of choice and please share it so others can find us. Thanks again. And please don't forget to check out Gabe's blog site, hdx.design. For more information, as always, check out the HDX product page at VMware.com. Thanks again. Talk to you later.